0: This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from
1: Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Dave McCann. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, March 29th. Thanks for being here. I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with... A guy who, like me, didn't make the BYU football alumni roster, Dave McCann. This is not about us.
2: (laughs) This is about Blaine. This show
1: is today. Blaine
2: has fired his agent, (laughs) and he's outraged that he was not invited to participate. And I said, Blaine, we're calling the game. We're in the booth. But his heart is still down on the field. I feel like he could have done both. He's day to day.
1: I feel like he could have done both. (laughs) IFB in as he's passing. If there's anyone who
2: could. It would be Blaine. It would be Blaine. But we'll be up in the booth. You guys will be down on the field Thursday night. It's going to be a free-for-all. It's going to be fun on the BYU TV app.
1: Yeah, David Nix is going to play in the game. He's not going to be an analyst with us. So we'll tap into what he's seeing during the game, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, and he's going to be in here in a few minutes. we got a lot of questions for him. It's going to start with the uh, medical clearance form. Uh, and, then, and then we'll just go from there. Do you
1: seriously think there's a medical clearance for him? I bet there is. There has to I, be. Be. I
2: bet there is. BYU doesn't do anything uh, without an insurance <laughs> waiver, and uh, this, this has to be. But uh, the, the list of the names we'll talk about yeah. coming up, uh, it looks like it's going to be a fun night. And, and it's one of those nights where it doesn't have to happen, but it's going to yeah. happen, and we're going to have fun, and yeah. that makes it a cool event.
1: Thursday night, 830 Eastern, on the BYU TV app. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be great. I, I can't wait. Someone tweeted at me. Are you serious? Some of these guys can't walk. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to name names, but you're right. Okay, here's the show lineup. Taysom Hill no longer an NFL QB? Question mark. What his head coach said yesterday. David Nixon joins us to discuss that and the BYU linebackers in the alumni game. How comfortable are we with Jacob Conover as a starter if Jaron Hall can't go in a game, if that happens? The latest from Aaron Roderick in which Cougar football player not named Jaron Hall is a dark horse star this year, according to Pro Football Focus. Let's get after it. Here are today's headlines.
2: BYU in their final week of spring football practice, offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick saying that Jacob Conover has solidified the backup quarterback position just ahead of Cade Finnegan, but the race is still tight.
3: Jacob has separated himself a little bit at number two, but, uh, I see him. Cade and Soljay are improving every day, and I'm still giving
4: them reps, so
1: um, that's where we stand right now.
4: We'll discuss Conover more coming up in
1: Trending. Perhaps the most interesting position on the football team is the backup quarterback, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun topic. Only when there's one key injury. <laughs> exactly. Linebacker Ami Tausinga has entered the transfer portal. The 2018 signee didn't play a game this past season. He's the 10th player to enter the portal this offseason.
2: Developing New Orleans Saints head coach Dennis Allen says Taysom Hill's focus this year Will be at the tight end position and not at quarterback. Well, much more on that coming up in what's trending.
1: I wish we had his brother in law in studio today to talk about it. Oh, wait, we do. Baseball hosts Washington State today, Battle of the Cougs. Need some vengeance for the uh, NIT loss, right? That's right. Miller Park starting at 3 Eastern on BYU TV app and BYU Radio. Another uh, Pac 12 contest here. I saw you tweeted about the Pac 12. Yeah, I'm going to share that number coming up. It's
2: impressive. So is Tylee Williams, WCC softball player of the week for BYU. Eight hits, six runs in the Cougar sweep of Iowa State over the weekend. Uh, this is her first player of the week on her. It's softball's fifth of the season, and Tylee is a spectacular player.
1: Absolutely. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's
0: Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
1: What's Trending, presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Okay, New Orleans Saints new head coach Dennis Allen told the media Tuesday, as Dave just mentioned, in Florida at some NFL meetings. I didn't see uh, Andy Reid in the uh, Hawaiian shirt, by the way. Did I miss that? Did that I, not happen? That normally happens. He wasn't there if he wasn't in a Hawaiian Okay, shirt. okay, yeah, he wasn't there then. That Taysom Hill... We'll focus on playing tight end this year. While it doesn't mean Hill won't play any quarterback, it seems like it's a change from what Sean Payton was doing the last couple of years with Taysom Hill. So, Dave, does this mean Taysom's days as a starting quarterback in the NFL are over? I don't think so, but it, it does mean that it's, it's not going to happen
2: this fall. The Saints signed uh, Jameis Winston to two years. Uh, they're going to pay him at least 21 million bucks. Taysom's contract's four years. Anywhere between 40 and 95 million, but that depends on the position he plays. So they're saving a lot of money right off the bat if he's not a quarterback. Uh, But they've also got it written in there for in the event that he does. Um, It takes him seven and two as a starter since 2020 uh, in the NFL. Um, It's not because he can't win games. I think it's because one, uh, I saw him in a boot playing golf the other day. And he was at pro day walking around without the boot, but he's not healthy yet from his loose Frank injury. Winston's coming off an ACL, so he's not terribly healthy either. And they went after Deshaun Watson and didn't get him. So I don't think the Saints know what they're going to do at quarterback. But I do think that they do know that he can play tight end, he can play running back, he can play receiver, and he can play quarterback, and he can play special teams and kickoff returner. And they're paying him to be a football player. So I think at this point, Taysom wants to be a quarterback, but he's getting paid to play a football, and I think he's probably okay with that.
1: Would we know Taysom Hill as Taysom Hill in the NFL if he wasn't the gadget guy? I I, I don't know. America wouldn't. We would right? know because he's we would our know. friend. But I America mean, like, would have no idea who he is. Absolutely. I think uh, we undervalue sort of the uniqueness of him. I, I'm going to say something crazy here. If he continues at this clip and is this unique and, and can do this at a really high level, he's got a chance at the Hall of Fame in that area of being so unique. He has no shot at the Hall of Fame as a quarterback. No shot. But um, as, a, as a gadget guy, yes. Ta- let, let's not undervalue what he brings to a team, right? If he didn't say, yes, I will do non-quarterback things, he might not even be in the NFL right now. But he's a tremendous athlete, tremendous dude. We all love him. He's one of the all-time greats here. Um, I'm not sure he'll start another game in the NFL at quarterback. Because stepdad Sean Payton really liked him. <laughs> yeah. Now mom's dating someone else, and he doesn't feel the same way. We, which is, uh, you know, whatever. Um, whatever Dennis Allen wants to do with Taysom Hill, he can do. He's going to get paid. He's going to be on the team. He's going to be an important piece but of But remember, team. he wasn't the
2: starter last year either. Winston was 6-2, and two and they got hurt. Right. And then Taysom came in. So maybe an injury will open the door.
1: Right. And maybe, yes, maybe that's the way. I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, if the Saints don't want him for the – as a quarterback, will someone else? Sean Payton feels like he was the linchpin of, yes, you're a quarterback that also plays other positions because he feels like he's a gadget guy who also plays quarterback. Yeah, just depends on how the head coach views you. When when uh, Payton comes back as a head coach, whether it's at the
2: Cowboys next year or whatever, let's see what he does. And if he brings Taysom over, that means he wants a guy who can play eight positions. And he knows how to do it. Uh, One thing that we've learned with the Saints is when Taysom isn't healthy they don't win when he's playing all his positions. Think about uh, they're they're on their march to the Super Bowl and he gets hurt against the Bears and then they and then they lose. He does just enough to help them win. Now he doesn't go out and score the five touchdowns. Drew Brees was spectacular but when the Saints were cruising along they had the uh, you know the 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 jack of all trades in there, and it didn't necessarily mean he was a quarterback. It just meant he could be a quarterback. And that freaks defenses
1: out. Yes, the option of just bringing him in yeah. uh, is so unique, right? Like, I, most teams wish they had a Taysom Hill. Like, Tim Tebow wishes he was Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Tebow had an unbelievable run in the playoffs that, that Taysom, you know, did not. But. I'm talking about the ability to have some longevity in the league. Like, who would have thought in 2014, when we last saw, you know, uh, Taysom Hill in Lovato Edwards Stadium, 2015 he plays at Nebraska hurt, 2016 he plays most of that year, that this guy would be who he is in the NFL. Like, he's very polarizing. People either love or hate what happens here, but there's nobody – in the history of the NFL, like Taysom Hill at this position, it's really unique.
2: And I think the people that don't like him are the people that get beat by him, and that he's <laughs> such a nice guy. And you sure. know what? People have a hard time. Yeah. They like the the bad guys. They have a hard time going. Uh, you know, for example, Tebow. You know, Tebow's a nice guy, and they just can't stand it. Uh, Taysom's a nice guy too. He's a little more reserved than Tebow with with some of his personal <laughs> things, but uh, I, I think uh, Taysom is a great example of a of a kid who who grew up, went on a mission, came home, went to college, um, fought through all kinds of injury, and shows that you can still become a multimillionaire in the NFL forever, however long, whether it's four more years or one more year or even if he retired today. Yeah. And, uh, and I just think that, that is kind of a breakthrough for a return missionary quarterback in the NFL.
1: To be a five-year college guy. To fight through all these injuries, yeah, the taste mill to stories. be so
2: old and, and take that old number and yes. go,
1: yeah, I am thirty-one and I'm running over you. And does it mean you know he can play as a starting NFL quarterback at the highest level? You know that's tough for anybody. Zach Wilson's fighting for that after yeah. three years at BYU and no mission. But yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what it means. Hopefully, he still gets a shot at quarterback. But
2: Zach's road, remember, Zach's road went in differently. He went in with all the money. Taysom went into Green Bay's camp to try and earn a spot on the roster, and look what he's Had done. Had to fight for it, And yeah. so, yeah, just a great story. Yeah. All right, our second big topic today, separation can be difficult. We know that. It can also be awesome. Quarterback Jacob Conover is the incumbent backup with Baylor Romney, uh, going pro with Adobe, and we wish him the best. He's off to a great season. Uh, offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick says Conover is the number two guy right now.
4: Been here long enough that it's starting to show that he knows what he's doing. You know, um, he's had in his overall time here a few more reps maybe than Soul J and
3: Cade have, so it just kind of comes with playing. Uh, it's just the games seem to be uh, slowing down a little bit for him, and um, he's a talented guy.
2: Since 2010, BYU's had two seasons where the starter went the distance, 2013 with Taysom and 2020 with Zach, uh, meaning the backup starts a game or more. I talked to Gunnar Romney about... Uh, Conover, his high school quarterback, and he thinks he, they'll be just fine. But, Jeremy, let me ask you, how comfortable are you with Conover if he ends up starting some games this fall?
1: I love the idea of Jacob Conover, uh, but certainly we've only seen a half from him, um, and it was a lot of handing off to Tyler Ogier, which it should have been. Uh, there were a few passes, a few three and outs, and then Aaron Rodgers said, oh, let's go back to what's going to get yeah. us a win here. Um, yeah, Conover certainly needs uh, time on the offense. He spent the fall of 2020 uh on the scout squad where Kalani Sataki said hey we have a spot for you but I don't have a scholarship and he said are you cool if I take the starting job uh (laughs) that was Zach Wilson's (laughs) right but I love the confidence he's uh Jacob told us last summer um on media day when there was a a quarterback battle that hey I've been trying to fight the upperclassmen for the starting job my whole career I did that in high school and I'm Going to do it here. I think that was a valuable time in 2020. I think last year was valuable for him to be the third string and see two upperclassmen go through the ring there. And now it's his time to be the backup. Certainly, we hope we don't see him much, which means Jaron Hall was healthy. But the reality with a quarterback in college and Jaron Hall so far is that there will be a game or two or more. Who knows? Hopefully fewer than more. Uh, that where Jacob Conover starts a game. I think it depends what game. How comfortable? I yeah, am. I, I don't think anyone should ever be comfortable
2: with the with the backup. <laughs> uh, you know, you you go on a cruise to to sail on the big ship. You don't care about the lifeboats.
1: Are you okay if the primary pilot of this <laughs> boat is off? look, the, the other guys
2: could be really if this plane's going good. down. He can. Yeah. Uh, then maybe that one's a little more. Uh, but think about um, when Ty Detmer came in. He was the backup to Sean Covey. He came in against Wyoming and threw five picks. And we're just like, You've got to be kidding me. This is this is and then uh, and then and then you fast forward or even go back further. I remember McMahon was hurt and Steve Young comes in and throws a couple picks. He's running around, he's a left hander, he takes off out of the pocket too soon, doesn't wait for his and all of a sudden you're like, This is it. We're dead if we're dead if something happens to McMahon. Um, but when when they have their time and their moment, it just seems to be the right guy at the right time moving forward. And, and if it's not the right guy, then the team really struggles. And we've got some seasons of that, but um, we've been fortunate uh, to have Baylor Romney uh, as a completely, are you kidding me? Our backup at times was better than our starter, um, but that, but that's over. And now we're, we're, we're with Jaron Hall an elite quarterback. Um, and then, and then we got a sophomore and a freshman, which I think is probably like most programs. Uh, these guys have a lot of potential, and but but should we be comfortable? No, we're comfortable with the main guy. That's why he is the main guy. We can get comfortable with these guys, um, and we and we hope we we don't have to
1: see him too soon. It depends what game I think for me. Yeah, um, you know if he's thrown in against Baylor, the Big 12 champs, that's a tough ask. At Oregon, Notre Dame, Arkansas, those games are tougher. Yet we've seen Baylor Romney as the third string in 2019 comes in, beats number 14 Boise State, changes the direction of the program. As the third string. So maybe what Jacob needs is an opportunity. That's what backups seek. But we'll see. And the
2: supporting cast around whoever it's going to be is phenomenal it's this really year. really good on offense. And so yeah. maybe it won't be as noticeable as right. as we might think.
1: If Christopher Brooks is good, if the O-line is great, if the receivers are really good, great. And by the way, you used the E-word with Jaron Hall. I'd like to discuss that another time at length. I think, I think he's on the cusp. I got it from his offensive coordinator,
2: so it just stuck with me. That's Aaron, what he believes.
1: I, I want Aaron to believe he's yeah, in absolutely. the E-word. Yeah, <laughs> I don't use it in vain. Our question of the day, do you believe Taysom Hill will start another game at quarterback in the NFL? Let's get to your responses in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation.
0: On BYU Sports Nation.
1: Jonathan Hoxton on Twitter. Taysom will only start another game for New Orleans in an emergency situation if he gets traded to a different team. I could see him starting a quarterback. Good news is Taysom is a football Swiss Army knife and can make an impact and have success at several different positions. That's the question. Uh, Is he going to be the backup, or are they going to take him out completely? We're not exactly sure. And is there another stepdad like Sean Payton that likes him, or is it Sean Payton at another team next year? There's a
2: lot of good dads out there.
1: I'm not watching that Netflix movie with Kevin James as Sean Payton, by the way. On the kids. I am not. I, you I'm won't sorry. go there, huh? No, I'm not going to go there. Absolutely. <laughs> Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
2: Let me tell you where we are going to go. Forecasting the home opener against the Baylor Bears. Is BYU
1: prime to pull off an upset? And if he's not already, he should be. David Nixon needs to be stretching for Thursday, probably starting about uh, today. Get him getting up. ready for the alumni. Go- oh, came. yeah. He just came from his doctor. <laughs> in our next segment, David Nixon coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. They plan to be with us Thursday night for the BYU
2: football alumni game. Former Cougar quarterbacks Max Hall, Kevin Federick. David Nixon will be in there as well, back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium one more time. Thursday, 8:30 Eastern Time. Our coverage begins on the BYU TV app. Lane and I'll call the action with Spencer and Jerem down on the sidelines. We're still trying to negotiate if we can get a mic on Nixon.
3: Yeah, Seems like
1: we should be. Yeah, his agent's being real tough uh, with <laughs> us. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Jerem Jordan, Dave McCann, David Nixon is here. Who's going to play in the game? Now, what went into this decision to commit? to well, play in this
3: game. I'll answer that with another question. What am I doing? <laughs> I mean, what, what, what am I We've doing? We've
1: wondered that for some time. <laughs>
3: uh, you know what? David Almodov reached out and said, hey, we want to play in this? And at first I was like, yeah, just, you know, a little game. And then all of a sudden it started to gain a little bit of momentum, a little bit of steam. All of a sudden people are posting these pictures of, yeah. of committed. I'm like, wait, this is getting a little serious. Uh, videos have now since surfaced of <laughs> my quarterback on my team, Max, He's uh, doing drills he's with ready. Ty Debmer. He's, he's ready. ready. Pretty good. So, naturally, uh, you know, this morning I put on some cleats, went over to Corner Can High School where, you know, I live right by there, ran some drills, and I don't think I'm ready, but I will be there. <laughs> I will be there and I'll be ready to play. The, you and Keel
2: coach your boys' little league team. Yeah. Have they given you any advice for this one?
3: Uh, they'll be there. I, our kids <laughs> will be there. Yeah. Um, so, I might have to tap out and have my little boy come in and play for me because he's a lot better at. Uh, one hand, two hand touch than I am, but it,
1: yeah, I was gonna say it's one hand touch.
2: Yeah, one hand touch. It, what it is is gonna be. Um, it might be completely unnecessary, but it's gonna be fun.
3: Yeah, yeah. it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. Like, this could be a one and done type experiment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, for me, it's always fun to get together these alumni days because it beyond just the game, it's an alumni day for all alumni to come back. And there's some of us that are playing in the game that are that are not as intelligent as the others. Um, but uh, it'll be fun. It's always fun to see the guys, and, and whether you play with them or whether they were years before you. It's, we talk about, right? The Bob, Band of Brothers, this brotherhood that, that BOA football has. And it's fun to welcome these, these kids that just finished these last few years into that brotherhood as well. Um, so it'll be a fun day all around.
2: I think, uh, I, I think we can, it's not confirmed, but Provo City is called uh, Payson, Springville, Spanish Fork, American Fork, and PG. Every ambulance that'll be available <laughs> in Utah Valley will be outside Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah, Thursday night.
3: I'm telling you, I, I went and worked out this morning, and I, I did a long stretch of the hammies. I mean, <laughs> the, the hammies are good. It's the rest of body. We'll see about the hip flexors. Those those might be the next things to go.
1: Okay, some news just broke from Adam Schefter: the Saints are signing Andy Dalton to a one-year deal worth six million, including three million guaranteed. Let's talk about Taysom now. Yeah. So obviously, Dennis Allen says ah, he's going to focus on tight end. I, I made the uh, comparison to stepdad Sean Payton really liked Taysom as a stepson, right? Um, what, is it, what does this mean for Taysom in the quarterback situation, in your opinion? Obviously with Jameis, and now they're signing Andy, it feels like Dennis Allen's going away from Taysom as a quarterback?
3: Yeah, I'll say it's a pretty fluid situation. Um, and, you know, having talked to Taysom, I think he's taking it all in stride right now. Listen, this is a guy who has, has played every position. I mean, it's not it's yep. like this is something new for him. Uh, he's been a, the most selfless player out there. He's put his mm-hmm. body at risk. Uh, But then today, his stats don't lie. Seven and two as a starter. I don't know what else you you want. Two of those wins being against your – or three of those wins being against your divisional opponent, the Falcons. And so – He's he's done what they've asked him to do. Obviously you get a new head coach coming in and he wants to, you know, go a different direction. Uh, but I think Taysom will be ready to, whether it's tight end, whether it's running back, whether it is to come in and play more quarterback. I know that's not off the table. Um, but as of right now, yeah, it sounds like he wants to put him in the tight end position. Taysom will learn that position. But uh, you know, it's you know, as you mentioned, uh, we'd heard maybe some rumblings of this happening with Dalton, and there it is announced. And so I think right now there's a lot of stuff going on. that He's kind of just trying to sort through it all.
2: I think the Dalton signing screams the fact that uh, Winston is coming off an ACL and Taysom's coming off a of Liz Frank, and he's getting evaluated even this week. I saw him in a boot playing golf the other day, and then we saw him at Pro Day without a boot on. Uh, he is getting better, but if, if the Saints have uh, minicamp next week, it looks like the only quarterback will be Andy Dalton that yes. they signed today because neither are ready
3: to go. Yeah, I think they've still got Ian Book, who was a four-stringer that played a little bit as yep. well. But, uh, you know, they lost Trevor Simeon in the offseason. Um, in fact, I think he went with the Bears. So this is a little swap between Dalton, swap. Mm. Swal- Dalton and Simeon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Taysom's under contract. He, his foot has come along really well. Um, in fact, he's out there with the doctors uh, right now getting his foot looked at. So um, I think he's on target. He's progressing well. Um, and, you know, that's the whole point of his offseason. He knows the offense. The, the offense coordinator didn't change, even though the head coach did change. Um, and so he's familiar with the offense. It's not like he needs to be there to get reps. He's had plenty of reps. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just – like I said, it's a very fluid situation. So I, I think even he's kind of looking to see what, what's happening. But ultimately he still wants to be a quarterback, and, I, and I, he's proven that he can be a quarterback – um, you know, the, the Saints are signing other quarterbacks that, that maybe say differently. But we'll see how it all plays out.
2: It solidifies the two most powerful words in, in all of professional sports. Guaranteed money. Yeah. <laughs> and this,
3: uh, it, Well, it's funny, yes, too, it right? Taysom signed that contract it. before his injury as well. And so yes. you think about the timing of that. And, and that's why agents, if, if talks start – they jump on those fast because you mm-hmm. never know with injuries what's going to happen. Right. So, yeah, T- Taysom could not have timed his contract any better than he did. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's he's pretty set up in that way. I think there's some
1: uh, Jimmer Fredette analogy with Taysom here. I think that we wanted something so bad for Jimmer that we didn't appreciate just who or what he was in a certain space. So, Taysom, yes, we want him to be the successful starting quarterback in the NFL. May- I think his legacy will be that he – was so versatile. And I, I said I don't think he has a shot at the Hall of Pro Football Hall of Fame as an NFL quarterback, but as a gadget guy as a Swiss Army knife, which we almost it almost feels like it's uh you know, something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, he's he I said Tim Tebow wishes he was Jason Hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. That in the end his legacy will be how his versatility and we should appreciate that, not keep Keep scratching it. Maybe something that isn't under his control, which is to be an NFL starter. Well,
3: and it's something that all his players, all his teammates respect him for it. I've heard stories of him going and playing other teams and big time stars come up to him and say, Hey, I love, love what you do. Right. I mean, nobody in the league can do what Taysom does. Has anybody ever done it? I don't think so. Right. And I think that's what's so unique about him. Like you said, that's something maybe he'll go down history for is the fact that you're able to play all those positions and excel at all those positions, score touchdowns, all those positions. And some that no other player has been able to do, including special teams. I mean, you look back at his career and everything he's done. And that just goes to point once again, I go back to what I said initially just, he's a selfless player, and, and he'll yes. do whatever, whatever he has to do for this team. And if that means playing tight end, he'll do it. I mean, I, I know he wants to play quarterback, but he's swallowed his pride before, and he'll do it again. And the magic of, of Taysom, and we all follow
2: football. I can't tell you that the quarterbacks for half the teams uh, as they sit right now in, in the NFL. But every football fan, every NFL football fan, knows who Taysom Hill is.
3: Well, and, and for us it's always fun because I go to a lot of the games there. It's a the Superdome. And I'm telling you, every year and every game we go to there's more and more number 7 jerseys walking around and and the fans absolutely love him there cuz they see his passion they see that the, what he brings to the table and the spark that he brings i remember uh against the bears the playoff game he came in uh, as a couple years ago and the, the the whole arena was dead you know they were losing he comes in and all of a sudden just riles off Deep a couple balls. passes, a couple yeah. big runs, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden just sparked his energy into this team. And that's what he does. I mean, and, and that's why I think his teammates rally around him as well, and they respect him because they realize how hard it is to do that. How hard it is to line up a tight end, down block on some of the best defensive ends in the whole NFL, and all of a sudden go back and be a quarterback and throw a bomb 60 <laughs> yards? I mean, it's st- unprecedented. stay in the game when you punt
2: and go down and make the tackle. And if the team scores, you get return to return the kickoff.
1: It's unbelievable. And, and, and that's why I almost wonder – at what point do we – fe- it feels like when you, when you you know, think less of this idea that it's, you know, it's it's not working out. It's okay to appreciate someone for wh- who they actually are. Like, if we just sat here and, and diagram Jimmer's NBA career, it's like, eh, it was what – he was a tremendous player who didn't play in the NBA. That's okay. Scoring 70-plus in China multiple times, college basketball Hall of Famer in the future. Like, that's awesome. Uh, let's appreciate who he is, not – what we want him to be that he may not be. That's okay.
3: Well, and, and who knows if this is, you know, if, if Taysom does go to tight end. You guys alluded to it earlier with Sean Payton. Uh, and uh, You know, He's t- coach Taysom somewhere. and Sean are, are, are good friends. I, I know they text. Yeah. The, I, there might be an opportunity down the road for, for him to go join a team if, if Sean joins a team, if Sean right. comes back retirement. So who knows if this is the end, right? This is just now. It's like, hey, get in there now. Do what you need to do now. And maybe there are injuries. Maybe Winston doesn't come back. Maybe Andy Dalton gets dinged up or doesn't play well. I mean, that, Taysom's yep. been there, done that. They know what they have in Taysom as a quarterback. Uh, so now they I think they're trying to find ways to get him on the field because he is so effective. Don't you think Robert and I somewhere is thinking, why didn't I do that? <laughs> I just ran him to death. I could have thrown
2: him passes. We could have had him on special teams. We could have had him play all. Christian 11 Stewart's positions. like,
1: yes, I could have thrown more. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. Put me in. <laughs> No, I think it was used effectively. It was great. Let's talk linebackers. So, obviously, Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peely are sitting out in the spring getting ready to be healthy this fall. Those are two really solid guys. Ben Bywater got a ton of run as a walk-on, played pretty effectively at times, right? Max Tooley, uh, a solid guy as well. What do you think of
3: that group? I I still think they're strong. I go back to last year uh, before the season started, and I thought they were one of the stronger linebacker uh, corps in college football. Uh, injuries, they, they, obviously the injury bug bit BYU, and, and there's, there's one thing we learned from last year, especially with the linebackers, you got to have depth, and I think that's what they're working on right now with spring is getting that depth built up be, behind these backers in case one does go down with injury. Obviously we hope not, um, but I, you know, you bring all these guys back, and yes, they are coming off some injuries and, and some dings, which always happens with every football season. Uh, but I love, I mean, look at down below the games that were played, and uh, Ben Bywood are coming off as a freshman, and, and what he's able to do. Pay Wilgar, who I, I think his instincts are unmatched, uh, and then of course Peely, the way that he's able to swarm to the ball and he's able to track the ball. Um, assuming he comes back all healthy, I'm excited for this Boe team, but. But with this schedule, they've got to create depth. I mean, you have to be able to rotate guys in, especially with how this defense rotates guys yes. in. We've seen how much they rotate in, which, by the way, I don't know how much I agree with that. Brian Killen and I talk about this all the time. If we had to rotate in that much, I, I don't know. I don't you could know have been exhausted died. by the time <laughs> he gets <laughs> to the huddle. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I prefer just to stay on the field and maybe tap out every once in a while. But, you know, they have a different philosophy, and it's working for them. If so. these
2: three – and I talked to Wilgar at uh, Pro Day, and he said both he and Keeley are, 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 are way ahead of their uh, – health comeback and they're gonna be cleared here shortly. Full camp, ready to go against South Florida. But Bywater and uh, who's huge this this off season's been great for him. But Will Garpeely and Bywater, they stay healthy. Uh how about that trio and how it stacks up against trios like you had and some of the great ones at school.
3: Yeah, I, I think you go back to if they stay healthy, right? I mean this is a squad. I will say this these teams during independence, especially this coming year, are playing schedules much more difficult than we did. The the, the grind from week to week, you just don't have the breaks in there like we did to, to all of a sudden be done by halftime, right? Or the third quarter, we're sitting out the fourth. These guys are having to grind through a whole game. So uh, it makes it tough. But I, to your point, legacy-wise, um, you know, they're, they're playmakers. I mean, these guys have bona fide speed. They can run from sideline to sideline. So I, I love everything about this core. Man, they just got to stay healthy. And that's the biggest thing because we saw BYU at the end of the year last year you're down to second, third. We had walk-ons playing and starting at linebacker. And so uh, health is, is the number one thing. And, and that's why, yeah, no reason to rush them back. They, they've had plenty of game reps. They've, they know the defense. No reason to rush them back. Give them some time uh, and get them ready for uh, fall ball.
2: How many passes are you going to pick off from Kevin Federick on Thursday?
3: Mm. Listen, I, I'm not going for interceptions or tackles. I'm going for just but, pure. There is no tackling. If this ruins my golf game moving <laughs> forward, if I if something happens <laughs> and I can't golf the rest of the summer, I'll be very frustrated. So I'm just trying to preserve my health. Oh, yeah. Take, That's a win. That's a net win at the end of the day. Take it easy. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the best ability we'll take is availability. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> thanks, Dave.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. Coming up, filling in the shoes of BYU's all-time single-season rushing leader. That's the task of Cal Transfer Chris Brooks. We're going to hear from him straight ahead.
1: And we'll can Nakua be the best NFL draft prospect on BYU's roster this time next year? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. There it is. Miller Park, BYU baseball back in action
2: against Washington State. That's at 3 Eastern time on the BYU TV app with me and Gary Shady on the call. When you combine football, baseball, men's and women's basketball, women's volleyball, and soccer, BYU is 17-1-1 against the Pac-12 and 6-0-1 against Utah. 17-1-1 against the Pac-12 this season. Is, is there any other word but dominance that no.
1: applies here? No, that's incredible. And NFL breaking news, more of it. Both teams will get the ball in overtime in the playoffs now. That's good. Regular season stays the same, though. So it's crappy in the regular season, <laughs> then they get it right Buffalo, in, uh, the Buffalo,
2: our heart goes out to you.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen's like, what? Now you say that? <laughs> Let's whip it. Google Whip Round is presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world.
2: Bleacher Report released their way-too-early college football upset picks for 2022, and they listed BYU beating Baylor as one of their longest shots upset picks. Would BYU beating Baylor here in Provo be
1: a long shot upset? I don't know that it's a long shot. Certainly beating a Power 5 champ. uh, You know, BYU did that against Utah last year, so it's not that difficult. But, uh, yeah, at home, I think that's going to be fun because BYU, I think, is going to be a top 25 team itself in that game. I I think we expect BYU to win that game a tight one in our super biased opinion absolutely saturday blitz <laughs> BYU tv right saturday Blitz.com released an article with the headline jaron hall may be the best quarterback no one's talking about
2: is he well aaron roderick's talking about it other people are and he believes and he told me that he believes that jaron will be the talk of the country this coming football season mm. and um and is an elite quarterback and that's there's, the offensive coordinator.
1: There's the E-word. Now,
2: it says that on camera and he says it off camera, so you know yeah. it's legit. Yeah. Uh, whereas sometimes he will say, yeah, 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 and it's like, okay, I've got to get this thing. Nah, he's all in on Jaron Hall. And every player I've talked to at camp, every receiver and running back, can say, Hall is so good now and so ready for the season.
1: There weren't a lot of moments, hardly anywhere, where we were like, eee, I don't know. He was fantastic, decision-making amazing, 20 picks, 5 touchdowns, or excuse me, 20 touchdowns, 5 picks. Big difference. Stay healthy. Uh, Have a good time. PFF said uh, 18th best offensive rating in the country. That's amazing. That tells me a lot right there.
2: They also tweeted out six college wide receivers who are dark horse stars for 2022. Puka Nakua is on the list. Will Puka be the best draft prospect for
1: BYU at this time next year? (sighs) It's a good question. If Jaren Hall truly is elite, it'll be Jaren Hall. Uh, But it might be Peyton Wilgar. It might be Blake Freeland. Blake Freeland's the -the off-the-radar guy. Who could be a uh, big time draft pick next year? So we'll see. Kingsley Suamata'il, you know, a year after that. He's got to be in school. The top
2: two projected picks for this year's draft are linemen a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman. That's who got teams' need. So I think it'll be an an offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. But among the nation's elite receivers, Pukunuku
1: will be there. 100%. I expect a thousand yard year. I expect a huge year from him. BYU announced the rosters for the alumni game Thursday on the BYU TV app. Head coach Kalani Sitake is on the Royal team. Are they (laughs) obligated to try and get him a touchdown? I think it'll be a screen pass in the
2: end zone with nobody around him so that he can catch it and spike it. You know who's on the roster? James Dye playing for the Royal team. That's fun. And if there's a punt, you know, the saying you punt, punt you, die. you die. That could happen Thursday night. It's so. James
1: and Trey, which is super fun. That's busty. Uh, see. Jamal TV. Willis is there. Uh, Spencer need. I mean, Aaron Roderick himself at wide receiver. Is he going to dial up a play for himself? I I'm excited. Uh, yes, they are obligated to well, get Rob Frey, Train Morris. Have they convinced Rob you can't hit anybody? I see Rob on there, yeah. Will we hear a a freight train whistle? It's touch, Rob. He's going to get a pick six and do a snow angel (laughs) in the end zone and get a penalty. I
2: still have one of those wooden whistles around. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be good. Speaking of the alumni rosters, uh, defensive coach Preston Hadley (laughs) apparently left off the roster with the initial announcement, and so he decommitted for the alumni game. And then he (laughs) recommitted shortly thereafter So, is he playing with an extra chip on his shoulder? Yes. Look at this. This
1: These are his posts. Plenty of Doritos will be sitting there uh, (laughs) on his labrum. Yes, absolutely. He will be playing with a chip on his shoulder. It's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that last night. I was like, what's going on here? BYU's been blessed with amazing coaches in multiple sports for 20-plus years, namely Jeff Judkins with women's hoops, Jennifer Rockwood with women's soccer. Judkins confirmed to us this morning that he's back next year. Yep. How many more years will we see these coaches around? I don't know.
2: We're playing with house money. Seriously? Uh, and, and throw Gordon Eakin's name in there, too, with 20th mm-hmm. year in softball. Um, BYU is in a unique place. They've got veteran coaches dealing with young players. Some of them have coached their parents. And the athletes on campus today are probably, as a whole, better than any group we've ever had. So whatever it is working between this generation and this generation, BYU's got to hope it stays together for a long, long time. And at least another year for Jeff Jenkins.
1: Yes. Uh, and, and Jen, uh, on the Deep Blue podcast, it sounded like, who knows, she's been taking it year to year for a while now.
2: Incredible year. We talked to her the other day at practice because yeah. they come into the indoor facility after football leaves, yeah. and it's and like she's 25 years old, excited about this roster, and we're like, this person's not hanging she's it up. The, yeah, she's not going away. People love to it. win. These like coaches it. win. Makes it fun. Keep it going. Uniforms have been selected for the alumni game, uh, and they're going to go with the 1996 Royal and Navy throwbacks, posing the question, should they have brought the bibs back? For the alumni game.
1: Only one bib and for Rob Morris <laughs> and Kevin Federick.
2: <laughs> that would have been awesome. Some of these guys are so old, they should have bibs. <laughs> you know, the uniform bibs. Oh, the uniforms. But they're yeah, not coming yeah. back. Oh, they're, I th- they're our age. I they're thought, my age. You're still young. Yeah, I thought you meant something. It's going to be a great meeting of the minds. Uh, so we'll have Royal and Navy on the field. And and I'll give you a teaser. They're using all 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah. The rules have oh, come down is- to us. 100 yards will be involved. That means Nixon at some point is going to have to run back and forth. 53 yards, sideline 50. to sideline. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be brutal.
1: Coming up, get your diapers ready to support today's <laughs> rise and shout out. we got bibs and diapers. What's going on here? <laughs> it's a family show. And how good is BYU's offensive line? Running back Chris Brooks tells Jason Shepard what he thinks. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: Thursday, softball doubleheader BYU and New Mexico from Gale Miller Field. You can see it at 7 Eastern, Game 1, and then Game 2, all on the BYU TV app.
1: Oh, an old uh, whack and Mountain West uh, game. Here Friends we go. Friends together again. Yeah, yeah, frenemies. Let's go. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. Jerem Jordan, Dave McCann, with Tyler Algier off to the NFL. BYU turned to the transfer for an impact replacement in the form of Cal transfer Christopher Brooks. Jason Shepard begins with a look at spring ball with the bear-turned-cougar.
4: Take me through how uh, the last couple of weeks have been. I know we're starting to get towards the end of spring practices. How has it gone maybe overall first and then specifically with you?
5: Uh, overall, it's been smooth, you know, this offense is sma- fast, you know, they play smash my football, you know, everybody's quick, the line gets off the ball, so overall, you know, it's been productive. Uh, me personally, you know, i just been trying to um, work each and every day to just build on and, you know, make a new mistake, you know, never make the same mistake over and over, you know, and just build on what I did and stack the days, and so that's really how I've been, you know, I've just been stacking the days and just improving, you know, each one. How comfortable do you feel in this offense already and, and, and at what point did it become maybe a little more
4: instinctual than trying to think about it all the time?
5: Um, I feel pretty comfortable right now, you know, just like all the other guys who've been here, you know, at the point it came instinctual would probably be about week two week two ish, because we did PRPs. You know, we prepared for this. And so the coaches did a great job in preparing me. And so I feel pretty comfortable.
4: What's been the feedback you've received from coaches and teammates? Because obviously everybody's excited to have you in the fold. They know what you bring to the table. What kind of feedback have you gotten?
5: Uh, I haven't really gotten any feedback. Really, I mean, just keep on playing hard, keep on just playing fast. Uh, I don't think I'm be able to like f- fully show uh, what I got until, you know, we play tackle. But, you know, uh, everybody's just been saying, you know, keep playing fast, keep playing physical. So take me through what uh, the running back room is like when you guys get
4: together, not just on the field, but off the field when you're together. What's the room like?
5: Uh, me and Miles are for sure the jokesters. Uh Cheese uh, is more like the adult type, Peenie, uh, old head. Uh, old head? Old head. So he's like the old head of the room. Uh, Austin Bell and Bo, they're kind of like the two brothers. Uh, the youngins. And then Mason, he's kind of just, uh, he's a own uh, very funny, you know, very soft guy. Uh, who am I missing? Folau, he's the demigod. So he's the one who like if you look at him, he takes his shirt off, he probably looks stronger than the Rock. He probably benches like the most in the nation. Uh, and yeah, I think it hit everybody.
4: So do you guys hang out as a group off the field or do you guys kind of have your own little cliques? Like who do you hang out with when you're not on the when you're not on the field?
5: Um well, I live with Houston, so I'm usually, you know, just doing things with him. But uh, the guys will come over to my house all the time because I live in a pretty big house. And we'll all just, like, hang out, you know, and just eat some dinner. What else do you guys do?
4: What do you do when you try to relax and get away from football?
5: Uh, I'll probably watch some TV. Uh, I like to bowl. Um, what else do I like? I like to eat food. Uh, Favorite food is what? Orange chicken and rice. I've been trying to eat healthier. You know, so I mean, orange chicken and rice is like super good. That's been my favorite for a long time. Uh, Yeah, that's about it.
4: Have you, to this point, accomplished,
5: or are you at the point where you wanted to be after joining the program? I am. I am. But I think that there's a lot of money left on the table. And I think that with each and every day, you know, there's something to build on and just to get better, take it day by day. What's this
4: offensive line like to run behind? Give everybody an idea because this has been a strength and it's
5: been building year after year, this offensive line. What's it like right now? Probably the best in the country. Yeah, yeah, probably the best in the country. This offensive line, yeah, they're freaky. They're freaky good. Yeah, that's all the people. They want to know something? Yeah, uh, let them know that. That's what they need to know. Yeah, they're freaky good. They're fast. They're physical and athletic.
4: The offense in general, you know, we know how prolific the offense can be. We've seen it over the last couple of years under Coach Roderick. What are your own expectations for what the offense can be this year?
5: Uh, my own expectation is just to be selfless, uh, to make every block and make sure that the other 10 guys um, can play fast and that I can just do my part. Uh, one of 11, you know, that's my expectation. I know you've talked about you know feeling pretty
4: comfortable here. Um, what has your overall experience been here at BYU in Provo, and you know just over the last couple of months?
5: Uh, it's been a great experience. You know, I think that this place has made me better as a man and as an athlete, and I think that overall it's positive. You know, and I love it here.
4: What was it that actually? brought you here in terms of what what piqued your interest because I I know that you had been here in 2018 when Cal came in I don't you didn't play in that game but but I but I know that you you were here so you've seen this but certainly not to this level what piqued your interest
5: I say the philosophy you know each program has their own philosophy and the way they do things and here's just the best fit for me and how I am how excited are you for uh for
4: August uh, when fall camp starts and then ultimately game one
5: Oh, pretty excited, pretty excited. But you know, it all starts out here, day by day. Yeah. Look at that. See, so he's al- he's already ready. Look, and you look good too. You you said you just in case your future wife may be watching. There you go. Hey, thank you. If my
1: future wife you're out there, hey, please come to me now. You know, I'm waiting. <laughs> 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 he's waiting. <laughs> he's come to the right place. <laughs> he's he's ready to have a breakout year, dude. Yeah. Um, with this old line, and Aaron Roderick is a really good offensive play caller. This this could be. I, do you expect a thousand yards from him?
2: Oh yeah. I do, yeah. And he's got to stay healthy to get there. But uh, sure. but look what's around him. It's just tailor made for. And every receiver wants him to get a thousand yards because it means less guys defending them down the field. Uh, I was over at practice the other night listening to him talk smack with everybody, and I'm going, this isn't a guy that just joined this program. This is guy has been here forever. He has settled in. They love this guy, and um, they're going to block for him. And and uh, I, I I think the the um, I asked Tyler Algier about him, and he gave him a thumbs-up. He goes, this guy's a baller. He's going to be great. And that's the guy he's trying to replace. And Algier is uh, awesome, and right now he's the number one name atop the single-season rushing record at BYU. But this guy uh, is going to make some inroads where midway through the season we might be going, let's see, um, he might be as good as Algier.
1: That that could be awesome yeah. because the reason BYU wins 10 games last year, the number one reason to me is because Tyler Algier and the O-line are incredible.
2: Right, and even a couple of games they lost, he still ran for 200 yards.
1: Right. Yeah. Like he, the bowl game. He gave BYU a couple wins where maybe they wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Utah State and Washington State come to mind, where in the second half you needed Algier to be amazing, and he was. 191 yards
2: at Washington State, <laughs> two touchdowns, and I can't remember, but I think it was like 34 carries. And, yes, it was a and, really high number. And yes. he could have kept going. You know, it was – <laughs> He, I remember, you remember he got that first down to end the game and he just laid on his back and threw his hands out like, like I gave you everything I had. I'm so tired. This game really. is over. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, if they needed a few more yards, he has a machine and uh, for a walk on, one of the greatest stories in the history of BYU football.
1: So good. Yeah. Ziggy's probably number one. Tyler's way up there too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Coming up the top five Tuesday focus, the top five women athletes in BYU
1: history. And DBs and diapers are the focus of today's Rise and Shout out. If you don't know, we'll tell you what that means. This is BYU Sports I'm dying to find out myself.
0: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
1: Jen Rockwood, hopefully around for a long, long time. BYU Sports Nation is always available on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or
2: download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and please subscribe, rate, and review the show.
1: It's time for Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines. Today we are counting down the top five women's athletes in BYU history. It is Women's History
2: Month. At number five, we begin with Lele fono Moana. She was a swimmer for BYU from 1976 to 1979 won 11 All-American awards, set five school records in the 50, 100, 200-meter butterflies and in the 100 and 200 individual medley. In the 1976 Quebec Olympics, she earned a silver medal as a member of the second-place USA team in the 4x100-meter
1: medley relay. Congratulations, number five. That's awesome. Number four, Tina gunn Robinson. She played at BYU, women's soup, 76-80, to led the nation in scoring 31 a game, still a BYU record. That's going to be hard to beat beat. She also holds the BYU record for career points, rebounds, scoring average, rebound average. She had a 56 point game. All-American as a senior. Shayla Gonzalez has a shot at the scoring record next year because, uh, or in two years, because she's going to have a fifth year. That's the only shot That's right. at Tina Gunn-Robinson. Tina could have been a little higher on this list. At number three,
2: Dylan Duncan, who shined for the volleyball team from 1984 to 1988, broke the career kill record for all NCAA divisions with 2,188, holds the career record for kills, attempts, aces, solo blocks, block assists, total blocks, and points.
1: Congratulations. Dylan in at number three. Fantastic. She's amazing. Number two, Olympian Tiffany Lott Hogan. She was on the track team from 94 to 98, broke the NCAA and world records in the 55-meter hurdles. That is fast, by the way, 55-meter hurdles. You start, and then you're done in like three seconds, it feels like. She won two national champions uh, championships in the heptathlon, eight outdoor All-American track honors, two indoor All-American honors, competed in the heptathlon in the 04 Athens Olympic Games. Top
2: athlete goes to Shauna Roebuck, who was a multi-sport athlete at BYU, soccer team, track team. 1995-1998 holds the BYU record for career goals with 94. The next closest has 52. They've had some great players lately and still not close to 94. For 35 goals in the 96 season, third most by any woman in a single season in NCAA history. Eighth on the NCAA all-time goals list. All-American in the outdoor track heptathlon as well. Following her BYU career, she won a silver medal in the 2006 Olympics in the two-women event, bobsled, and became a soldier in the U.S. Army National Guard. Number one, Shauna Robot.
1: Top five women athletes at BYU. One time I uh, talked to Shauna up in Park City. She was getting ready or just training or coaching. And then she introduced me to the Jamaican bobsled oh, coach yeah? from Cool Rennings, the nice. real guy. Nice. It was that was a great day. That was fun. She was great. I was talking to Tina Gunn yeah. the other day. I was writing an article
2: for her and you just you're talking to greatness. She's you look at the unbelievable. Numbers and what she did, and it was just like so many more points than Tyler <laughs> and Jimmer and Danny. Seriously. It's amazing.
1: It was incredible. Yeah. Our question of the day do you believe Taysom Hill will start another game at quarterback in the NFL? Uh Logan SW twelve on Instagram. I hope so, but I think it's unlikely. Teams value his gadget skills more than his QB skills. I think I think that's probably the case. He's going to have a lengthy NFL career. It's whether he's going to get a start at quarterback. And we'll see, like we talked about, whether there are any sustained injuries to Winston and uh Dalton. So we'll see. Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain <laughs> Resort. Bill Walton on Facebook. Like like the Bill Walton Big or Big no? Red. Uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> as long as he still gets to play, I'm happy to watch. Now I have one more reason to watch the Saints. Daniel Sorensen. So there you go. All right. One, one more reason. That is another reason. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. In, Defen- case, in case you missed
2: it. Yeah, defensive back D'Angelo Mandel and his partnership with Lifting Hands International as they've organized a diaper drive to go along with Thursday's alumni game. He wants you to hear this.
4: Everyone's lives are different, but for the most part, we got it better than them, for the most part. So, like, seeing that they don't have everyday things like diapers, tents, clothes, stuff like that. So, in my head, I was like, well, we got a big BYU fan base. So, let's just get some diapers going, and we'll try to coordinate when we can do it. So, we decided that we do it at the alumni game. Yeah, hey, y'all, too. All y'all bring diapers, too. I don't know what y'all doing Thursday at 6.30, but bring them diapers.
3: Hey,
1: there's plenty of diapers with this uh, demographic <laughs> to be had. You don't even have to go to the store. They're just in the house. I bet. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, thanks to today's guests, David Nixon and Christopher Brooks. Congrats, Peyton
2: and Christine Wilgar, expecting their first in July. Very nice. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: And this won't be their first time hosting kids no. from their deep Louisville a story. For Dave, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Nancy Andrus. Go cooks!